feel like this is such a patriotic place to have a podcast because of the gigantic American flag wooden <laughs> artwork on my wall. It really does look like Jasper Johns. You need to look up. I don't want anyone to think that I nailed an American flag to my wall, <laughs> like some sort of guy who cleans his guns in the kitchen table a lot. But yeah, what's behind that? The Confederate flag? flag. It's beautiful. Yeah. How you doing, Ash? How you doing, Sarah? I'm good. Welcome to the How To Tell podcast. <laughs> My name is Ashley. How you doing, baby? My name is Sarah. I'm doing great. Wonderful. What are we drinking? We're drinking the Pinot Project. Which I didn't realize sold Pinot Gris. They do, and that's actually pretty good. I know. I'm actually pretty it. happy with it. It's very drinkable. White wine. Very I'm nice happy to with summer. it, yeah. It's nice to be in the air conditioning because I spend a significant portion of the day not in the AC. Mm. And everything just goes from like... Oh, this is great too. Oh, like, it's just uh, like sad. It's yeah, so it's like fucking uh, hot. I w- did the opposite. I was confined to my uh, uh, my office all day. Mm-hmm. Which is I mean, it freezing in there? Yes, like I negative twenty. Why did. is why is it like that in every office building? And then in the sum in the winter, it's like eighty one degrees. Yeah. it's just because it just blasts. So I'm actually happy to be in like normal air conditioning because I'm like, oh, it's so warm. Yeah. I can thaw. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I went to the park today. I went to Fort Greene Park. And yeah. I like New York because you're always discovering neighborhoods you couldn't possibly afford. And oh, my today, God. I just, the bar was raised by this adorable part of, like, Fort Greene, downtown Brooklyn-ish. Okay. Like, it's like what you think of when you think of, like, gorgeous, where they film movies, basically. And right. It's like... Like the cobblestone. Like these massive trees lining the streets, like as far as the eye can see. Just like really selfish. Uh, And it was was just so rude. It's just really rude. The most rudely adorable neighborhood I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, I bet you were personally offended. I was offended. I was screaming at everybody that walked by. (laughs) You're like, fuck you. Yeah. And they're like, I'm the nanny. (laughs) I don't live here. They're like, I'm the help. Okay. I have the closet mm-hmm. off the off the master bedroom. Yeah, so I don't know. That was a fun day, but it was just really like hot. cute brownstones, Brown, adorable yeah, restaurants. Like, yeah, like lots of cute little cafes. The park was like the most picturesque place I've ever been. Yeah, whatever. it was amazing. <sighs> I know. How do you get there? Did you just take the train? I took an Uber. Oh, you? Did? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was one of those like could have taken two different trains, but I had the nope. dog, and it mm. was just like not gonna happen. It's, like, it's worth the eight dollar Uber. Yeah. Absolutely. It was fine. It was a fun day though. It was a fun day off. It must be nice to go to places like that when people are not sorry. there. Well, yeah, when people are like working it's in their the office best. jobs. It is absolutely the best. I love having Mondays off. Oh, you're so lucky. I didn't I even like, realize I literally I just realized it was Monday. I yeah. thought <laughs> I woke up today and was like, God, Tuesday. Like that that's how All bad day. Yeah, that's how bad today was. All day you're like, I'll see you tomorrow for our Wednesday meeting. <laughs> I was like, why do I have to do Monday reports? I did them um, last week. Oh, <laughs> Mondays are just the worst, though. I have, like, all of these. It's basically just a day of reporting. I'm just, like, doing reports, reports, mm-hmm. reports, reports, which is Sounds fine. Great. It's actually, like, a nice way to enter the week because it's just monotony. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't really have to think. Yeah. I just, like, plug and chug. Yeah. And leave. I could probably handle that in an office job if I had one day that was just, like, kind of just sit there and do the same task over and over again. Although yeah, I feel like so I did bad. that when I was in corporate America and that's what drove me literally yeah. to the brink of insanity. And yeah, I moved here. So. You want to blow your brain. brain yeah, out. pretty much. Yeah. I, um, agree. We also have Fridays. We can leave at one. So oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's not so, it's actually great. I actually am very lucky to have my job and I'm very blessed for I'm hashtag blessed. You are hashtag blessed for sure. I mean, the fashion industry is laying off people literally. Really? Oh my God. Every, everyone is losing their jobs. Why? nobody's shopping anymore what do you mean nobody's shopping well you have to realize like the fashion industry is i i mean i might get in trouble from some people about this but they can suck my dick but basically (laughs) like when i think of the fashion industry i think of like the industry that sets the trends Mm -hmm. right and i am an avid forever 21 zara h&m girl through and through that's where i spend my money but i'm doing a disservice to the true fashion industry which is setting the trends because who the fuck are they going to knock off when all of us go out of business yeah i mean that may i've I've heard that as a criticism of the like what's it called fast fashion is that like the the subset of the overall world of fashion that h&m and those stores fall into that Mm -hmm. they basically just kind of rip off like designers and just create it because they use overseas production methods and they're able to pay people so little wages to do to make their clothes that they can just pump out like stuff that is supposedly like 
right now, you know, yep. like trendy right Zara, now, but at a low cost. Zara has, this will blow your mind, Zara has a seven-day pen-to-paper to retail store turnaround. Really? Seven days. They're like South Park. <laughs> For fashion. That's literally what South Park does. Really? Yeah. Did you ever see that documentary, Six Days to Air? No. Really interesting. It Is it? On, yeah, look it up. It, oh, I, it I'd love to see it. Net, it was a Netflix documentary, but I don't know that it's still on there. You can okay. probably find it on the internet. Really fascinating. But yeah, that's the turnaround. Like one episode of South Park is like a six day. It's like from the moment they mm-hmm. sit down and start writing ideas on a whiteboard. Six days later. Six days later, it's in the can sent off to comedy God, central that's so ready to fun. Rock. it's crazy it's it to be to, to have an animated show that's and that's how they've been so topical with everything right like, right because they the are news and next week it's on south park right um to put it in perspective I've, I've heard that an episode of family guy takes five months what yeah because you're kidding animation is like not it's, it's impossible it's so it, there's so much that goes into animate i mean they, obviously the style of it, south park's animation is quite different than i was gonna say it's kind of stopped family guy a or little. bojack or like any of those archer and his other shows but um yeah it, it takes quite a while a lot wow. of that's just purely the the actual animating part of it that takes I mean, it's got to be absolutely chaotic, and you have to be fucking losing your mind. But how yeah. cool to work there for a I know. minute, you know, and yeah, like do like, that. It, but they, it so can't it be the like, same. It can't be the same people from day one. Like you'd have to run out of steam at some, some point. Some people, yeah. There's, I, it's still the original creators, and then the, in the documentary, Bill Hader is in the writers' room. So I don't know if he still is, but yeah, this is like four or five years ago. So um, cool. But I didn't know that about Zara. That it literally takes that quickly for. Yeah, so I mean, so the whole thing is that when all of it started gaining momentum, and I hope we don't talk about the fashion industry too much, but like, this is my life. I think it's interesting. So the thing is, is that like, let's say you're Dolce & Gabbana and you're one of the biggest fashion houses in the world Mm -hmm. and you have your spring collection in October. It won't be on floors until, well, I guess, yeah, it won't be on the floor until like March, let's say. Right. That's normally the cadence, six to seven months. So you have your show in September. People are like, you know, they have all of these shows and you're, they're, you're like, okay, I know what the trends are. I know what the colors are going to be. That was supposed to only be for editors. And the point oh. being because they needed to print. Yeah. They needed time to plan their editorials. They needed time to print everything. The, consum- the end consumer was not like privy to those mm-hmm. shows, those trends, nothing. So it really became a problem when people started taking pictures on their phones at these shows because people saw like florals or something and they're like, oh, well, I have a floral jacket. Right. I'll just wear it today. Because they saw you know? an Instagram photo from that day's runway show. I yeah. never even thought of it like that. And then they're like, oh, well, I saw a denim jacket that says Versace in red tape down the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I could DIY that myself. Or if you're Zara and you have 2,300 stores in two countries, I mm-hmm. mean, they probably, they've got to have over 10 by now. Mm-hmm. But um, not only can you get it for really fucking cheap, but you can make it really, really fucking fast. fast. Yeah. So it's like the person that used to wait six months for seasons or the person that used to buy, you know, wait and wait for like something that they were excited about and buy two great pieces a season because they were like saving up their money and really excited about it. Whether it's $3,500 or whether it's $150, mm-hmm. that like designer aspect of like, oh, I want something really special has gone out the door because people are price conscious. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is that that is only an American mentality. People in Italy shun and look down on all of those fashion fashion, fashion stores. Really? Like, oh, they will spend money yeah. on something. Like it, for, for they like think that we're idiots. They're like, I don't know what your problem is. Like, it's not about the price. It's not about having every trend. You own one look. That is your look. Blah blah blah. It's very like European way of thinking. Hmm. Americans are the only ones that are like, I want it and I want it now and I want all of them and I want yeah. them cheap. <laughs> I mean, I. I I always feel shitty about it, but the, I pretty much exclusively buy clothes from H and M just because I don't want to. I can't. I don't have the money to spend on some fucking t shirt that I'm gonna. You know, like I only shop at those three places. Yeah. and anything like and yeah, like people can talk up their ass about the fact that I have plenty of designer clothes. I have a wardrobe of mm-hmm. designer clothes. But guess what? I worked for the company and I got it for free. Yeah. Or I have friends in the industry and I got it for free. Or I have friends in the industry and I got 80% off. Right. Whatever it you, is. You like, never pay like more than half price yeah, or something. Anything that I have gotten that's designer has been some sort of like hookup just because I luckily work here mm-hmm. in the in the in the city. But 
after that, like, if I'm taking my own paycheck and going shopping, like, I'm going to Zara. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, is that there's some designers, like, and I'll stop after this, but, like, there's some designers like Rebecca Minkoff or, like, uh, Rachel Zoe. Like, there's different designers that their entry-level price point has now gotten in that, like, $80 realm. So when they you're, have to. Yeah, right? so if you're at Zara and you're like, oh, well, this is $65 or I can have a designer look from mm-hmm. Saks for $20 more, it's kind of more bragging rights to say that you got the other one. Yeah. So, so what about the designers? Like, is it considered, are you, are you basically like kicked out of the world of like fashion designers? If you, yeah, that light goes off every once in a while. Oh, okay. Um, if you, because like if you design for like target, you know what I mean? Like if your line is exclusively in target or I don't know. So I'm trying yeah, to give another store, like, um, even like Walmart, but you're probably going to sell a shit ton of clothing, right? So so that's the thing. It's like, there's ways that you can like hide it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like the person that's shopping in small town, Arkansas. Right. It's <laughs> not going to your sacks. Right. Like, of I'm course. sorry. Yeah, so, but like if you want their money, then you have to mass so, produce. Yeah. Some people will do that just because of the profitability aspect of it. Like, you know, you can make a designer garment for, let's say the, true cost of making it is like $350. You probably sell it to people for like $700 and it retails for $1,400. Mm-hmm. Like you make $300 off of that thing. Or you can sell it to Walmart and you can sell them like 50,000 pieces mm-hmm. and you make like a teeny amount on it, but you're selling them so but much the volume. Yeah, yeah. that hmm. that it kind of makes up for it. But, but then I, you're forever known in the fashion world as like... Yeah, there's like a brand, brand um, sensitivity. So you yeah. have to like... Sometimes, like, some designers, like Carl Lagerfeld, who is, like, the head designer of Chanel. Yeah. Like, he would never do this, but, like, if he wanted to, he could create his own little spinoff brand, KL, that looks oh, that yeah. looks totally different. It, there's no correlation. And just have a little bit better money coming in. They could do that. People do that all the time. Oh, okay. It's called private label. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, who designs the plain t-shirts that I wear? <laughs> well, that would be a very good question. <laughs> Like Christian Siriano, he won American Idol. Uh, sorry, pff, American Idol. He won Project Runway one year. He does yeah, beautiful him. couture gowns, and like people wear them on the red carpets, and they're thousands and thousands of dollars. It's gorgeous, incredibly talented designer. He has pro- product in Payless and oh, other places really? like that. Yeah, it's just a stream of money. Yeah, of course. And it gets other people saying his name, and like then they're like, "Who's that?" Okay. Anyway. He's probably one of the most successful, like, reality show winners I think I've ever... Yeah, I would say so. Kelly Clarkson, I would say. Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. But out those... But as far as Project Runway, I don't even know who Project the fuck Runway, else was. He's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, he's the only one. I don't even think I could name another person on that show, and I had an internship with one of them. Really? <laughs> I don't even remember her name. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Like, I don't even know it. That like, was a really I'm, binge-worthy show in college, though. Oh, it's a great show. It's super fun to watch. It's still on. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. It's exciting. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know, whatever. The fashion industry is really fun. I think it's super fascinating. It's interesting. It combines a lot of things that I love, like... I'm, I love studying psychology. My job is literally to understand why people buy what they buy. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think it's, I'm always interested in it. Yeah. So I'm lucky. Great. All of that to say, please don't fire me. Please don't fire me. Like Saks just laid off like 40,000 people. Jesus. All their top people. Victoria's Secret cut everyone, but like, uh, like 2000 and they had a campus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, fuck Victoria's Secret though. Yeah, do you know their, their stuff is, is made so in, overpriced? Do you know their stuff is made in prisons? Really? Mm-hmm. That's awful. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a shit ton of companies that use oh, I know that. prison yeah. labor. But, um, uh, hey, Kurt, what? your computer's going to die. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it says it's going to sleep soon unless plugged into a power outlet. Oh. This is amazing. <laughs> we would have talked for two hours and, and then been like, known. um, that's Wait. interesting. Kurt, why did you have to mess with the white thing? Now I can't hear you in my left ear. It's okay. I know. I'm good. Oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's good. Amazing. It's so great. That was fun. That was, that's and a new, we're that's back. a new bit that we're doing called Kurt's computer's almost dead. <laughs> and so am I. Yeah. So, uh, good yeah. catch on that. Yeah. I was like, uh, there's a thing. You were looking at his computer, and I was like, she either just saw a porn pop-up or (laughs) something technical with the podcast. (laughs) Thanks. 
I went, no. on a, I went on a date with this guy once and he was like showing me this YouTube video that we were like talking about and he was like, I just have to show it to you. And you know how like when you're looking at your phone, like you can have multiple tabs, but you only see the front one. Yeah. You, you know, only see the most recent you know when you turn your, search. Yeah. You know when you turn your phone on the side, all the top oh, tabs the pop tabs. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, look, turns his phone to the side and it's like Pornhub, Pornhub, Pornhub. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. He was, he was like, oh. And I was like, I didn't see it. And then I was like, I obviously did because I said something, but I did see it. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I feel like every guy in the world has porn open on their phone. At I was gonna some say point. I can't be offended by it. No. Like you're a you're, like, you're a person. Wait a minute. You look at naked images of people. What are you saying? Yeah. Like, come on. That's yeah. hilarious, though. I forgot about when you turn it to the side. And just, I always I find myself googling really bizarre things every once in a while. So I'm always I, I like to go on my phone. Hit Pull up Safari. Your, I want to know Let's your see recent, what my most recent searches. Yeah. Pull them up, Sarah. This could be fucking weird. Yeah, you're gonna be like, "What is Daenerys?" Oh, it's boring. Also- it's it's uh, it's an article on Deadspin.com, which is a sports blog that I read. But let's wah, see what wah. any other tabs might say. Can you look up like a Google search history from your phone, or is that something you can only do? I don't know. Oh, I, mine are boring. Mine is just uh, a restaurant, and yeah, that's stupid. Dead sports spin. thing that i was watching so wow you're nothing really fun exciting. i don't know but every once in a while i'll pull something up and i can just tell that i got into some like weird wikipedia yeah. weird spiral yeah. yeah like i'll pull up my phone and i'll hit safari and it's like kathleen turner 1971 and like i was like looking at what yeah. her career has like or her whole wikipedia entry i actually looked her up the other day for some reason and i read her entire Wiki- kathleen turner the actress i don't even know who that is she hasn't done anything in a while but she was like in that movie, Romancing the Stone with Michael mm. Douglas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I, I think because, oh, my roommate met her daughter. And so I was oh. like reading all about her whole career. I was going to say, I need to know how you got here. Yeah. It wasn't just like really out of nowhere. But sometimes it'll just be the most obscure shit. I don't know. It's too But good. I do like to go through and clean it out every once in a while. I'm like, have I looked at anything weird? I'm just going to I'm just gonna click through these tabs and just get rid of them. Well, and Safari used to only be able to have like, what, five tabs open or yeah, something? Yeah, now like a thousand. Pff, are you kidding? Oh, my yeah. God. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, my sister is driving through Moab. I don't know if you know where that oh, is. It's in that. Utah. They're just having the time of their life. So I was like, what the fuck? I'm on the phone with my friend and I'm like, yeah, she's in Moab. And he's like, what the fuck is Moab? And I'm like, you know what? Great question. Let's yeah. look it up. Apparently, Moab has the most dinosaur remains ever found in the United States. Really? Cool. Moab and sounds like an acronym for like a Moab. secret, like a spy agency. It is also an acronym, which means mother of all bombs. Oh, <laughs> that's not that's what it's, where I've heard it. Okay. It's named after someone in the Old Testament. Okay. Num- the book of numbers. The book. <laughs> I know a lot about this Moab. This is fascinating. Yeah, you've read all about it <laughs> yeah. today. I downward spiraled myself. You're like, there's 243,000 people that live there. I don't know if you know this, but. That's great. It's very interesting. Everyone go. It's known for their archers are following the nomad home uh facebook page yeah so if anybody is um interested in an alternative lifestyle even if it's not for you but you want to vicariously live through people you we're should talking follow. about van life not homosexuality <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're more than welcome to do either but the alternative lifestyle that she is talking about is where you live out of a van and travel the country. I was going to say, you can follow Sarah York. Yeah. Sarah York. We're always taking applications. No, uh, my sister and her husband are traveling across the country. They're awesome. Um, they live in their van, and it's really cool with their two dogs. Um, you can follow them at Nomad Home, G-N-O-M-A-D underscore home. It's pretty rad. Yeah, they're so cool. They actually, uh, and never mind, I don't know what I'm legally allowed to say. Legally, like, pfft. Like, oh, I'm yeah. contractually bound to my stupid sister. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, my stupid sister. But let's just say some of the largest news outlets in the world have contacted them to yes, write about them. that's Which great. is very exciting. I love that. Very excited. That's great. I'm so pumped for them. I know. They're so cool. And I'm over here, like, selling handbags. I mean, I'm bartending, so whatever. Yeah, but you're, like, enjoying it. I really am enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I love your restaurant. Anyone cool come in lately? Or wait, you don't like t- saying that, no, though, right? No, I mean, I can talk about it a little bit, I guess. Lena Dunham came in the other night, and I was just like... I'm on the fence about her sometimes. I, she, I, I found myself getting really annoyed with the way that she sat in her chair, which was the dumbest oh. thing. The dumbest thing to really, like... I wasn't really on the fence, but... You're like, sit differently. I, yeah, I wanted to be like, why are you sitting like that? Like, you know when, like, someone tucks one foot under... 
Not at Lilia. Yeah. You can't like, sit like that at Lilia. Tucked the foot under, like, under and then sat on top of it so that the foot was sticking out on the side. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. But, like... Everyone. It just felt... I don't know. I was just looking at her like, why are you sitting like that? That was the only... My only <laughs> takeaway from her being there is that she sat funny. Lilia's, like, such a nice, like, cool, trendy place. I would never... Yeah. S- it's not I mean, f- just anywhere in public, you shouldn't be sitting like that. You're not a child. Well, no, like, maybe on, like, a bench if you're at, like, yeah. a picnic table. But, yeah, like, not at Lilia. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was bizarre. You're like, no, still don't sit like that. Yeah. <laughs> still just don't sit like that. Just, like, never. Like, that's not how adults sit in chairs. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. That was literally my only, like, I kind of looked at her for, like, two seconds the whole time she was there. And I was like, I don't like that. And then I just you're kept like, doing no. what I was doing. Mm-mm. Please, but, please stop everything that you're doing yeah. currently. Also, stop identifying as the voice of a generation because you're not. But that's a different story. A voice story. of a generation that she was fully funded by her very rich, yeah, elitist like, New York City like parents. You represent um, a very specific group of people. But she's like, I had a hard time. I didn't pay my bills. So I was 24, and it was hard because they pressured me. My yeah. parents were so mean. <laughs> I had to write. I had to write small chairs. <laughs> people didn't like that I was kind of chubby. Oh, the struggle. Oh my gosh! I had to write little, little, you know, little furniture, and Judd Apatow happened to like it. <laughs> We're bitches. We are bitches. One of these days, I'm going to be like, kind of offered a job with her, and then they're going to ask me what my projects are, and I'm never going to mention this podcast. <laughs> or I'm going to call Kurt and be like, scrub that episode from it's the internet off. right hey, now. We each get one delete, though. We said we do. We each get a delete. I we reinstated get a, we get an emergency mine. Shoot. I reinstated mine. Oh, really? So you have your delete back? Yeah, it was the it was the one about. Uh, I know, but yeah. like, do you put it back on the internet, or you or you just decided that you get one more delete? Well. I mean, like you can read, like you get one on every, every six months. You get one for no reason. It's yeah. pretty on brand for me. Yeah. Uh, no, I reinstated one. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm back to one. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Plus, like whatever other one I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I scrubbed any episode because I said some dumb shit, we wouldn't have a podcast. True. Or we'd have an episode like every four months. Yeah. I try not to listen to them because then I listen and I'm like, wow, people must hate me like i feel like <laughs> we for sure get hate followers just because people must hate listening to how I fucking mean, I'm dumb I am. i'm into it i mean mm-hmm. like thanks yeah <laughs> that's all right um cheers to us having the second uh biggest listened to week last mm-hmm. week great does that make sense that was super smooth Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> whatever that's awesome this podcast is growing and we have to figure out a way to monetize, monetize this fucker it. If anyone wants to sponsor us, Sarah we... will give you a blowjob. Oh, God. It's going to be the worst one ever. Whatever. I didn't say uh, it would Yeah, we need to figure out a way to annoy everybody with an ad every 30 minutes on this website <laughs> so I can cut down a shift at work. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I'm like, maybe... So, I know a guy at Via, a.k.a. I went on a date with him, mm-hmm. a.k.a. he's kind of me. So, I'm hoping... <laughs> I was like, what if we could finagle away for V... Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite look is the look that you get midway through a sentence when you realize you shouldn't have said it. You get that like Joe Bluth, I've made a huge mistake gif. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so Joe Bluth. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like on the segue, Mm -hmm. how do I turn this thing around? Absolutely. Basically what I'm trying to say is like there's some wheels in motion and I'm trying to do the best I can. Great. That's what we're all trying to do. I love that. Yeah. Um, You're going back to the Midwest very soon. I go next weekend. Okay. Back to St. Louis. Is that for a wedding? No. Okay. I couldn't remember what that was for. Oh, you got a wedding in, in uh, the town you went to college in. Yeah, I'm going in September to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the situation with the wedding. I hope they don't I listen. I just love talking about going to weddings because I kind of want to go to one. Oh, I love I going to weddings. I always about them, but like, I haven't been to one in over uh, about a year, and I like really want to go to one now for some reason. I love going to weddings. I will pay money to not be in one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mother of God. Click like, unsubscribe from Bridesmaidhood my, for the rest of my so life. So one of my best friends just got engaged, and she asked me for my address. Uh-oh. So I was like, oh, my God, here it comes. Laura. You're like, I'm going to give you again. a P.O. box. <laughs> I love... I, in Canada. Listen, if anybody asks me to be in their bridal party, I, I will be honored and I will do it. However, I would also be more honored to not. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like, it's, it's just a huge... It's the second biggest honor ever to be a bridesmaid. My the first is like, biggest is to not be one. So I've been in... <laughs> I've been in bridal parties. My thing is like... I'm totally down with being in one, but you have to be the right person because you have to be cool with the fact that like you're 
batshit if you think I'm coming in town for a bridal party yeah. and a bridal shower and an engagement party yeah. and a bachelorette party. Like, blow yeah. your brains out. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> like, with a gun. Yeah. Like, done. No. So, anyway, so this is the funny thing about this wedding. Tell me if I'm crazy, and I really hope neither of them are listening because it's going to be a horrible guilt trip. But, um... I grew up across the street from this guy. We're the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of like circle of friends. I wouldn't ever mm-hmm. say that we like hung out. I mean, no, friends. Like, great guy, whatever. But like, we don't personally like hang out. Okay. But our families are very, very, very close. Okay. So um, I know his fiance. We all went to college together, whatever. Uh, I get, I got to save the date from them. And I was okay. like, oh my God, that is so thoughtful and sweet and i realized it was in the town that i went to college in and i was thinking you know what that would be so great like if there's any wedding i'm going to go in town for that would definitely be one of them mm-hmm. you know i can yeah. fly into st louis maybe may, i would definitely bring a date to that one so that we could like drive down together or whatever um <clears throat> so but i got it like a long time ago oh <laughs> and the wedding is in like well, I guess it's like sept- the end of September. Yeah. So there's still a little bit of time, but like, when do I get the invite? Because like, did, oh, you because haven't got an invitation. I haven't yet. gotten an invitation, but I got to save the date. And so then I went to their website because I was like, oh, like let me look on there. And there was an RSVP page there, and it was like I had to say something, I had to like indicate something on the invite that was sent to me. Really? Okay. And, but I didn't. But I didn't get. You didn't get the fucking invite. Yeah. You're not supposed to send a save the date unless you intend on inviting that right? person. So I'm wondering, like, maybe invites didn't go out yet. Like, maybe know. they didn't. If it's the end of September, it's very possible. Right? Because I because think like, six weeks is like the. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, what the fuck do I know? I've. I feel like for the most part, I've received wedding invites like six. Six weeks, weeks out. sounds right. Six to eight weeks. I would do say. Do you know? Do you know what? I could probably Google that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, everyone has their own standards, I guess. I don't know. I, th- I think six to eight weeks sounds like the perfect one. Any more than eight weeks, that's too long of an advance. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, too many people are going to drop out. Like, you have to keep people's yeah. interest. It's already in, I can't even imagine. I literally cannot imagine throwing a wedding. Is this the second week of July? So it, that would be. Yeah. Okay. So I have another, like, four weeks or something before I'm, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah, I'm, like. It's fine. It's all. You're going to get an invite. I wouldn't even, like, reach out to him, probably. I'd probably, like, write his mom and be like, I don't need to go. But yeah. Like, I just need to know if I'm invited. Yeah. <laughs> I need to book a Like, is there a font for whispering yeah, like, that you can send her an email in? I need to book Hey, a Susan, um, real yeah. quick, could you just step aside and read this on your phone? <laughs> it's like really faint and gray. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I can't she's see like, this. I, be, right, be right back. I gotta <laughs> so step aside. Be right back. This bizarre cryptic email that this weirdo sent me. <laughs> so, okay, so six Have weeks. you ever been invited? You know what I just remembered? I can't for the life of me remember who this person was. This would have been six, five or six years ago. But I got invited to a bridal shower. Or not a bridal. I got invited to a, um, yeah, a bridal shower. The one where you bring gifts. It's one of the one of the gift events. I don't it bring was gifts either, because I yeah. flew in town. That's like my rule. It was rule. one where well, this is this was back when I lived in the Midwest. And oh, so, you had to bring a gift. Yeah, it was it was. I want to say it was an engagement party or an actual bridal shower. But then I never got invited to the wedding. Isn't that fucking weird? I got invited to, and, yeah. I, and I honestly can't remember who it was. But I remember thinking, well, that was fucking bizarre that like, I got invited only- to all this pre-wedding shit. And I got invited. To, I got invited to all the pre-wedding parties. I only went to one of them. You're only, you're, only mi- <laughs> you're only mildly allowed to celebrate Yeah, with us. like, well, we know that you have money and can buy a gift for us. Like, in, not in, like, a you have money way, but, like, a, no, you no, literally no, yeah. just happen to have some money to mm-hmm. buy a fucking you have trinket for Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was, I, I, I remember thinking that was the weirdest thing, but then I thought to myself, like, is that normal? But it's not. It can't be. Why the fuck would you invite somebody to a pre-wedding party and then not the wedding itself? I'm trying to put myself in someone's shoes. Like, who would I invite to a pre-wedding event but not a, a wedding? I would never do that. I think that's See, the tackiest that's a, thing. That's the thing. If you're friends with that person, that's weird. But I, like, I would do that with, like, yeah. my mom's friends or something. I'd be I like, say come I was to like, the... God, who the fuck was... I think I was, like, co-workers or something. But not that close. Like... It's also it weird that you inv- I was not surprised to not be invited to the wedding had I not been invited to the All pre the stuff. party stuff because we were not that good of friends. But like, just don't invite me to the pre shit. How many know? pre things? Like three? Yeah, the standard. Yeah. Engagement. 
Oh no, the two pre two pre events engagement party and bridal then shower. the bridal shower. I, yeah, I think it's weird. And then no wedding invite. Yeah, like you're cool enough to be here, but like yeah. maybe don't dance on the dance floor. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It was just so bizarre to me. But I don't think I could ever have like a an actual wedding. That just sounds like too much. My one of my co- my coworker that I'm really close with is is uh, about to get married, and it's just like. I mean, close in the sense that we literally work together like three yeah, or four yeah. days a week. But and we're. I feel like I know what I would like. Of lot. course, there's like another person that has to be involved. <sighs> but isn't that the annoying part? What would be perfect, in my opinion, would be a courthouse wedding. Him and I, and like maybe like you know a couple witnesses. Yeah, they could be there for their own weddings for all I fucking care, and uh, like meet up with like some good friends after like diner food, burgers, yeah, whatever, right? and then. If I get married or if like all this happens in New York, I would like to have like some sort of like rooftop gathering and I like invite whoever the fuck I want to invite. Come one, come all. No seated dinner, past hors d'oeuvres, DJ, like stay as long as you want. Don't really care. Whatever. You know, I... I honestly, I don't know. Just I like a party. Like, like, I wanted to be like a love party. Yeah, Ama- Amanda, a love party. Amanda, who we had on the podcast, she got me turned on to saying a love party instead of a wedding. Love party's cool. That yeah. sounds like a lot more fun. And that sounds like, I don't know. I, I have a couple friends that just got eloped in New Mexico like they got yesterday. eloped. Yeah, they got eloped. They, they done, they done got they, eloped. Oh, no. Did they, is that how you say it? No, they, they eloped. They, they, oh, elope is the verb. Yeah. They got they married. They got. They married they each got, other. They got in, done married by eloped. They got done loped. <laughs> just, I just dropped the e. It's loped. They, they don't, anyway. They lopered. But I think that's smart. Go somewhere. Oh, yeah. Do your thing. Post some photos. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you have to either invite all of your friends or none of them. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, if I. If this does happen in New York, I have so many family and friends in New York. I can't or St. Louis. I can't expect them all to come out here. Mm-hmm. So I would like to. Ha- I I'm also probably going to be paying for this. So like I don't want to like go too crazy with like some New York thing. I would rather just be like rent rent mm-hmm. out like a cool space. Like we're going to be here. Come hang out. Whatever. I'll wear a white dress. You can dress up. I'm I don't just going to have care. it on a Tuesday and see what happens. Yeah, I was like, come on, come on. I don't it's like, oh, care. you guys can't make it. I'm so sorry. And then another like, one. You're Christmas. having your wedding on Christmas Day, you dickhead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I? What do you think about people with New Year's weddings? <sighs> I think it's fine. I don't know. I've never been to one on a new, like a true New Year's Eve. I guess it would have, you know, New Year's Eve would have, have fallen like a Friday or a Saturday, mm-hmm. which I think it did last year. I don't know, but I think it'd be fine. I, to me, I, w- I would love to go to one only because I hate New Year's Eve and I right. don't want to go to like a just a party. Mm-hmm. But if you just went to like a controlled environment party, like a wedding. Yeah. Or there's like a finite number of people that'll be there. It's gonna be fun. It, it would be like a way to like celebrate New Year's Eve because the only alternative for me would be sitting at home, right, and having wine. There's and going only to sleep. like one person that I know that when they had a New Year's party, I was like, that one makes sense because the husband and wife like met in college. Like everyone at that wedding knew each other mm-hmm. and was friends, but like. If I, like, kind of knew someone well enough that I should go to their wedding and it was on New Year's, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Why? Because you're forcing me into plans. Oh, yeah. It is kind of like for... It is, like, it's a holiday that I look forward to not doing shit for, so... Well, lately... That would cut into my, like, staying at home in basketball shorts and getting (laughs) drunk by myself, which is my favorite thing to do. Well, lately, aka only last year, I went out of the country, and so now... My tradition, a.k.a. only last year, <laughs> is to leave the country. So Great. I'm trying to leave the country this year again. So if someone was like, by the way, last minute, we're getting married. And was, I'd be like, ha fun. Yeah. I will be in Nicaragua. Good. Yep. That's fine. Or Costa Rica. Yeah. Something central with humidity and warmth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it'd be fine. I just, I w- I just want to go to a New York wedding, I think, because I haven't been to one yet. I have also never been to a gay wedding, which is kind of really? odd for me. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I think that the only acceptable New Year's Eve wedding would have to be two men getting married. Because then oh it would my be a God. fucking I blast. would beg I to get in there. <laughs> I would pay for my own yeah. seat. Like, I'd be like, 
I know you're spending four hundred and fifty yeah, dollars like, a person. Like, I'll tell me do your it. price. I'll I do want it. A spot. Has anyone backed out? Why Is there a spot? hasn't a fabulous gay couple not done that and mm-hmm. sold tickets? That would be the best. I would buy tickets. Wedding. For that. Yeah, like maybe yeah. maybe you get charged one hundred and sixty dollars a head. Mm-hmm. You charge three fifty. I would pay three fifty to yeah. go to that wedding. <laughs> Open bar done. Like yeah. it'd be so fast. You know there's gonna be a flamingo. You at know least one. There's gonna the music's gonna be lit. Unreal. It's gonna be amazing. Oh my gosh! And they always have the best friends. Oh yeah. Oh. Always. They don't take shit. They don't like. They don't deal with riffraff. It's just no. like all amazing hot people. I would not be hot enough to be and there. They, but and I, they, they're just like, and just want to like. Everyone's dance. just like dancing. It's like everyone's a fucking like. Just like everyone's gorgeous and a good dancer and a fun person. Oh, is she over there? She's under the table. I, I know. think I just my dog died. is our guest. I also oh. felt something wet under the table, and then I looked at my dog, and then she looked me in the eyes, and then I knew in that moment that it wasn't pee, because she would have admitted it to me with her she, eyes She, she would have been was. like, sorry. She doesn't pull that kind of shit, which is great. That's good. She, my dog, uh, was so fucking cute. We took her to a Game of Thrones party last night, right. my mate and I did, and she's just so sweet. She, like... She's the coolest dog ever because, well, she's kind of a nightmare in, like, a lot of ways, but she's really (laughs) cool in that she understands boundaries. Mm. Like, my friends left their their gate open to the backyard that, like, led out to the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And she would go up to it, and then she would stop, and she would kind of sniff at it, and then come right back. And they were like, (gasps) and I was like, oh, don't worry, she won't go. Like, she she will not leave me. I let her off leash in parks. She won't leave me. Really? Yeah. You're well, so lucky. crippling ang- separation anxiety has its benefits. Yeah. Because she just can't be out of eyesight of me. My sister has a dachshund. Literally, if she reaches down and unplugs her, she just stands there. She's like, yeah. where the fuck you think She's I'm like, going? I'm not leaving your side. She's like, are you crazy about it? Yeah. Like, where my you don't dog, even need that leash. When we had my dog, she literally like would choke herself with her leash to get out of it. If I let her go, she'd be like... Yeah, and she then, would have darted to the next state. Yeah, and then yeah. she'd be four miles later and be like, wait, I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> How do I, I, I guess Isn't I just went in a straight line. Dogs are like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have left those people who have fed me and sheltered me my entire life. I'm just going to go run until I can't run anymore and see what happens. It happened so many times, but we always found her, so yeah. that was nice. Anyway. Mm. Dogs are, dogs are me. They're pretty magical. All around. Speaking of, we are now in the segment of the show. Okay, we're not gonna do the whole song. But I mean I I was gonna keep going. I watched it twice last night. Wait, I have to tell you horrible news. Okay, go ahead. Um okay, so our homework was to watch the show, obviously. We knew we were gonna talk about it. So I'm watching it, and then I got a very important text message regarding work, who obviously wasn't watching the show. Right. And I had to, like, do things right away. So I was watching it on HBO Go. So I had to, like, pause it and rewind it and pause it and rewind it. And they kept emailing me and kept sending me these text messages that were pretty urgent. Do they urgent. not know that it's Sunday night? And- I don't think they got it. They didn't know. And I was about to be like, bitch, we have to lock it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched it over and over, like, the same scene, like, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get through it. So I watched, I quote, unquote, watched the whole episode. I have to go back and watch it tonight. Oh, that's okay. But you, you at least got, like, an initial viewing. I did. And I picked up something. So I okay. can't contribute to the conversation. Okay. I want to okay. let you know that I was a little removed emotionally. Okay. Also, I want to let everybody know that every single podcast that we record, we are going to be recapping the most recent episode. So if you have, we'll start by s- probably doing something obnoxious, like singing that song. But if you don't want spoilers, I wouldn't, yeah, I would give, not continue listening for the next few minutes. We give zero fucks. Zero fucks. Because you've had time. Because you've we record this thing. We re- release it on Thursdays. You've Thursdays. had four whole fucking days to catch up. I will not hear bitching about spoilers. We give zero fucks. Yeah. If this is like a Monday podcast, I would, I would be a real dick I will say, like, the nice thing is that for these like people that do want to get caught up mm-hmm. is that we are recording two this week and none next week right. so you don't so gotta you're worry about for next for episode two episode two but yeah so i just want to say so i watched this my roommate and i went to our friend's uh house yes and we watched with there were six people total so fun it was a blast um and <laughs> we that that opening scene was truly I one mean, of the most that I think of the entire series that was the most brilliant cold open they've ever done in any episode. So and so perfect good. for a season premiere. They knew exactly perfect. what the fuck they were doing. Mm-hmm. 
the sec it actually took me a few seconds to realize that it was Arya in Oh really? Cuz I I actually thought they were doing one of those stupid ass flashbacks that they You remember they, they were doing those kind not flashbacks technically but they were Brand's visions. Oh yeah. Or I yeah, thought it was yeah. some weird new thing they were trying with like here's what happened just before Walter Frey died. No, it was fucking Arya in Walter Frey's skin putting on that party. I wonder Everyone when drinking the poison wine and Arya just fucking like Beyonce in Lemonade walking out of there. like It was so good. It was unreal. I wondered when she was like, no, I'm not letting the women drink. Like, I was like, wait, that kind of seems weird. And they're also spending a lot of time showing that every single person is getting served. So I was like, there's got to be like something Oh, I knew this. That. I was like, oh, that wine's poison for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and the guy that plays him was really, really brilliant in that scene because he was like, Still Walter Frey, but he but kind he was, of had some different ticks that he was doing that weren't like the what he normally does. Yep. And then when he starts explaining, here's what you guys did, that was like, You're that like, was wow. that was bone chilling. That was so good. And then after that scene and when they cut to the theme music, we all screamed. You're like, like ah! a room full of adults my, screamed and my dog was looking around and us like, what the fuck is going what on? What happened? Why are it's they like screaming in this dark room? It must have been horrifying for her. Horrifying. I mean, literally that line about the wolves or something, like how she said something like, uh, like, oh man, whatever. Well, it was, it was she, said, she said something leave like, one wolf leave alive one wolf. and the sheep are never safe. Yeah, or the sheep are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, it was so dope. So good. It was so dope. We were all like emotionally just, we were, we were losing our fucking minds. Like anytime anybody that I'm dating is like, you're kind of being a bitch. I'll be like, do you want to watch season six? Yeah. Season because premiere? Because I could go real nuts. Season like, seven. Yeah. Season yeah. seven. Oh my God. Arya Stark is in like full blown. Her character development has been fucking incredible. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I wonder if she, when Maisie Williams was like, uh, I don't know, 10 when she got the role in this show. If she was fully prepared. If they knew. Yeah. I mean, the obviously the writers had to consult her parents and like. Of course. Because she was them, so young. I wonder if they, I mean, I, I think that they've known the structure of where everything was going for mm-hmm. years because of George R. R. Martin. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They must have been like, listen, she's the, she's a, going to be the baddest bitch on earth by the Literally. time this show is over. And you know, at some point in time, just because she's a bad bitch for the right reasons and Daenerys is a bad bitch for the right yeah. reasons, they're just going to be like, let's just like do this together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I know she's like full on like Rob she's Stark's in, like, her brother, who's her dad, mode. Ned. Stark. Ned. She's like full Ned Stark mode now. She's like, yeah. I am owning this. She's Ned without the. She's she doesn't have. So I feel like each kid has some of his qualities. John definitely has his like. Granted, he's not his actual son, but he has no, but his still. like his like uh, his real noble kind yeah, of yeah yeah his ho- sort of like balancing the scales of justice all the exactly, time. Exactly, which we saw. Arya, Arya is I would say I think she's full on like my roommate said this. He was like she's full Catelyn Stark, the mother. She's ruthless because she's the mother. Basically, in the moments after she saw Rob, her son get killed, and she just like ripped that girl's throat open. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah, she's like basically doing what Catelyn would have done. And what I think what they're doing with that is that any, if anyone's listening to this, that has read the books, I think that because they're not putting Lady Stoneheart in the show, they're incorporating Lady Stoneheart into Arya's character and Lady Stoneheart. What? This is not a spoiler because no, 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 this right. is not going to be in the but show. We've talked about this. It's Catelyn. Stark. Catelyn comes back from the dead, essentially in the books and seeks is, revenge. Yeah. And she is basically leaving a trail of bodies throughout the forest hanging. She hangs all these people that were responsible for her son's death. And she's just like full on ruthless revenge mode, but she's like kind of a half, half alive, not a zombie, but like, a. she doesn't speak. She's like, still has her throat cut. She's like a pale white ghost, not mm-hmm. a ghost, but like a, an undead kind of person. Yeah. And I think that they, they're taking that and putting it into this, like, truly truly ruthless revenge mode character which Bad is so bitch. necessary and that like the payoff from the what season and a half that we had to deal with Arya being in fucking bravos and doing all the like that the whole bravos thing bored me to tears when she really all of it i was so bored with that whole storyline from season i feel like six it, I feel like I it was such a five. proper build-up though Absol- oh i mean last night it paid off right like i've never i've never been so kind of like over a storyline for so long and then to have it pay off in a three minute scene you're like i get it i was like that was worth it yep get it all of my frustration with that part of the show leading up to this was absolutely worth every second of it because now we know that she has this weapon 
that she's able uh-huh. to fucking assume other people's identities. It's wild. It was did so you, good. Uh, did you notice Ed Sheeran? Oh, of course I know. Yeah. I, I, I had read somewhere that he was going to be in the... And apparently yeah. he and Maisie Williams are friends or something. They're friends. Or they, like, sing together or something. or something. Yeah. So he has, like, a part. Whatever. Yeah. I was kind of uncomfortable in that scene because I was like... I, well, I, I don't know trust that... any scene in Game of Thrones where it's a bunch of dudes and one girl. Because right. I'm like, what's going to happen? Right. And, well, and she was like, I'm going to kill the queen. And so I was like, wait, are all these people going to be, like, They're working Lannisters for the queen? Too. Oh, they are? Yeah. Wait, all of those sitting there? Those soldiers, I'm pretty sure, were Lannister soldiers. The Lannister soldiers. They're not Lannisters. They're not, no, but they're like, yeah. you know, that's who they're, for who, that's who they're fighting yeah, for. Yeah, so I they're, was like... They're just like hired... They're just like soldier grunts who don't really know... Yeah. Who don't really care yeah, yeah. who they're fighting for. They just do what they're told. For a second, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be... I was like, is, this is going to be bad for her because they're all going to fight her. And then I was like, wait, she could kill all of them with her eyes closed. Yeah. And I'm she not already, worried. And, and she kind of looked around and assessed the scene and noticed all their swords are leaning against a rock and like... Right. She could probably take all of them. But right. yeah, it, it's just like... That scene was truly, truly brilliant. Well, it looks like the Lannisters are not going to have any allies. I think no, they're starting they're to really. So is she marrying that guy? That fucking no, dickwad? Uh, so what she's doing. Euron, is that Euron his name? Greyjoy. What she's doing is she's basically. She, Manipulating like, whoever she, they have left. Yeah, of course. Like, and she she needs she needs him because of his fleet of ships. But he's such an asshole. She, he's an asshole. But she knows that, and she knows his his ego is mm-hmm. his primary driving kind of force. Right. And he is a vicious, violent person. In the books, he's a horrifying character. Really, they're not even going to put half of the shit that he has in the books in the show for for sure. There's also another brother in the books that doesn't get mentioned in the show because it's just too many characters. Yeah, yeah. His name is Victorion. Um, but Euron is like a. His, like, he's got that sort of, like, swagger thing that she needs because she needs to... She invited him there under the pretense, I think, that she was going to consider marrying him. Yeah, because she said something like, forces. he that's, needs a that's queen. that's how they join forces in this, in this world is marriage. Got it. Okay. Um, that's a way to, like, officially join two houses and two armies and everything. Yeah. So she brought him there under those pretenses, and then she... No- Cersei is, like, she can get into their head and figure out a way to manipulate them, and the way to get something that she wants out of him is to deny him. Mm -hmm. So she's now denied him basically sort of saying like, no, you're not good enough. And he's like, well, I'll show you I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get you. I'm going to go bring you a prize that you wanted or something. And I'm assuming it's Tyrion. Because the thing that she still wants, she's just all, she's completely fueled in this season by killing her desire for revenge. That's all she has left in this world is she's a Lannister. Yeah. And she's the only, she's, the last one left, she mm-hmm. and Jamie. Mm-hmm. She's too old to reproduce, so she's right. not going to have any more children, and her kids and are all, all dead. Her kids so died. She's literally fueled by like rage and ego, and this need to create some sort of dynasty. Which, as Jamie basically said, like isn't going to happen. Like, what the fuck are you even? He, Jamie is like totally seeing into her. He's finally like lifted the veil in her actual craziness, and now he's no longer like. He's no longer forgiving her behavior because he loves her. Mm-hmm. I he's think like, that'll be interesting to see. You are a crazy. He's bitch. kind of seen like you can even see the way he's looking at her. In, yeah, because he try he talks toward he talks down to her. He'll be like, "We need he's like people. Yeah, we can't. We're not." He's like he sees the the really unrealistic prospects that they have in winning the war. Right. Because that older lady, she's not going to help them anymore. Lady Olena. No, yeah. she is. She's she's in Dorne, I believe. Um, which means she's an ally of Daenerys Targaryen now. And Lady Olena, the Tyrells, so everyone knows Lady Olena is the old, li- the old woman who was the grandmother to Marjorie, Marjorie and Loras, yeah. who had died in the explosion in the Sept. I watched so that episode, right? I loved right. Marjorie, too. I loved Marjorie. Well, I loved her. I thought she was amazing. I I mean... I mean, I, she, was a, she was like a little schemer, but like... I still I really can't believe that her. last scene. I watched the finale before I watched... Oh, I didn't do that. I wanted to, but... Oh, my God. And I was like, I forgot how many people died. Everyone died. Everyone died. She wiped out, like, most of the... Most of the, the characters. No, the, like, the noble population, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so and Marjorie knew it. She was like, oh, she knew hi, it in the she's few not here. Up. Yeah. yeah. She was like, huh, it's odd that Cersei and Tommen aren't here. Mm-hmm. And then she figured it out. Nobody would listen. By then it was too late. And yeah. then it was over. Kaboom. Um, so Elena now has, is in a similar position to Cersei in that her entire family has been extinguished because she's right. the last now remaining person in the family. She's a 90-year-old woman. It's right, over like, for them. Right. 
So, so she's like, she's I can align like, myself you know what, with whoever. Fuck this bitch. Yeah, and she and I think that. What does she's, it mean for my family? Right. I think that she's probably in kind of like revenge mode too, and knows that she can join forces with some sort of winning force and at least beat Cersei as like her her objective at this point. Totally. So the advantage that she has is, and her importance in the whole story is that she is she controls Highgarden, which Highgarden is like a really fertile like. They have lots and lots of good crops, and they have food storage, and they yeah, have yeah, soldiers, they and they have said, all yeah. this shit. So they're a very important ally to have. So now they are aligned with Dorne, which is aligned with Daenerys. Um, and we saw her. I know. <gasps> oh, she's amazing. She like runs her hand along the table, that and was you beautiful. know, yeah. and you know that she's just like conspiring in her mind, and also like paying homage. Yeah, and she's like because this has been her entire life. Yeah. has been this whole idea of going home, a home that she didn't even remember. Right. So and she's like, I'm here in this table of history, yeah. and it's like this beautifully adorned space, and it's like a and she's war like, planning table. Yeah, and she's like, wait, she's what like, was it? She said, let's get started. Yeah, let's and get that started. was her only line in the whole show. Tyrion didn't have a single line in the entire show. Didn't matter. It was great. Everyone just needed to have this like silent reverence for like what she was experiencing, actually setting foot in the wet sand of Dragonstone, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Dragonstone was fucking amazing, and I love. The people that did, oh my god, like the art Every, direction in this show oh my is god. breathtaking. So I was saying They must have a, no budget for this show. There's no way. There's no way there's a budget. I was saying to somebody, like, right at the beginning when, like, the dust is settling and the, and the, the White Walkers are walking through it, I was, I was talking to somebody and I said, like, for no other reason to love this, sh- there's no, mm-hmm. th- like, if you have no other reason to love this show, you can love it because artistically it is. It's breathtaking. Beautiful. Yeah. It is unbelievably and they use incredible. So many real places too. Oh my god! They just build onto existing gorgeous. Like the my cousin I read went to Croatia. Credits, and she was like, the, "Look, look, yeah, look. Croatia and Spain. Croatia is where they do a lot of King's Landing stuff. Spain right. is where they've been filming these the Dragonstone scene, the beaches, and everything. Um, a lot of a lot of the Iron Islands are CGI, but they are based on an existing group of islands somewhere. I can't remember where. Totally, Winterfell is in Ireland, and or not Ireland, Iceland, and yep. some other. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's really, really gorgeous, and I and I'm I'm so pumped for the like strategic kind of build up of Winter? Daenerys's next oh. step, mm-hmm. um, and I loved, uh, loved, 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 loved that scene in Winterfell, the fir- our initial introduction to Winterfell oh, this yeah. season, yeah. where the Northern allies were sitting together, and mm-hmm. they basically kind of laid out a defense for feminism. Jon mm-hmm. Snow did in one succinct line where he said, "We can't." I don't know the exact thing, but he said, like, we can't, something like, in this, like, we, we can't, uh, what was it? He, he, he literally said, he was like, everyone ages 10 to 60 will, he was saying basically will contribute to the war in some way, to their efforts, will, you know, work on fortifying the castles and the walls and weaponry and everything. And some guy goes, yeah, it's time these young boys learn how to blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and girls. And he was like, we, this is we can't afford. We're not going to win if we're if half our population is not contributing. Amazing. And it was like, the, see, that's it. And all yeah. it took, all it took for them to realize that women can contribute to society as well, and that we'll lose without their contribution, is a massive giant horde of zombies approaching them. Like, Maybe that's like all the we end need. of the world has to be like eminent for people in this world or in any world to be like. Hey, maybe we should engage and activate half of our fucking population to well, help out. Well, and it's out. also really interesting because there was, like, the nod to, like, Arya saving the women who are servants. There's the mm-hmm. nod to him saying, like, no, we need the women as well. There's the nod to the fact that, like, although she was, like, kind of spoken down to, uh, Sansa was able and, you yeah. know, comfortable to, like, speak her mind and had very valid points. But yeah. the thing is, is that... This is the first season that George R. R. Martin didn't write a book for. Right. And he's very feminist. Supposedly he hasn't written a book for it. Well, There's sure. rumors that he has manuscripts, but yeah. Sure. So, like... That's my, only in the my, seedy my underground point, blogs that I read. <laughs> my point being, though, is yeah. that he's very outspoken as, like, a feminist. His books are written books in a very feminist. strongly yeah, feminist they're, they're manner. Really, they're Yeah, exactly. And now, so it's, nice now to, it's like, finally coming together. And now I'm hoping that the writers have gotten past this whole using like rape as a plot device or some other things that just really aren't necessary to the the actual plot like driving the plot forward 
women don't well, necessarily be victimized as much. Well, it's interesting that you say that because someone was like, why do you like Game of Thrones? Because of all the sex. And I was thinking about it. It's not was that like, much sex in it. It was the first season. There was a yeah. lot of sex in the first season because that's an, H- in with that. that's an HBO show. Exactly. It's like, you're allowed to watch sex on TV, blah, blah, blah. You When's watch it. the last time anybody was fucking on Game of Thrones? That's two I, seasons ago? That's what I said. I was like, I don't even know the last time I've even seen a I sex scene. I can't remember scene. the last sex scene. And I mean, my, there's been a lot of graphic war scenes. But sure, like, but like that's a necessary part of the story. Like, yeah. They literally were using it as a marketing technique yeah, like they, they totally were with it yeah they were like we got some fucking yeah and then all of a sudden it's like we don't have time for fucking because there's too much else going on in exactly the show. yeah and there's a little bit better of a storyline right coming. So. i was interested in the my last point that we can talk about about game of thrones is that i love how um the now dynamic now that now finally at two stark siblings are back in the same room together which has mm-hmm. taken seven seasons to get there or six seasons rather and sansa Sansa's character development is also really fucking incredible too. Because I'm obs- she has yeah, come through has, a lot. Well, and she and Arya have kind of followed similar paths in that Sansa basically was just under Cersei's foot for so long, and was just like she had like a little bit of a rebellious up. part of her. She, she did, was like, yeah. I want to be one of the cool girls, and then she was like, Fuck you, bitch. Because she was like a child at the time, yeah. and she was the only sibling who was ever. What was so smart about this is in, in the initial episodes of season one, she was the only Stark sibling to ever be kind of like bitchy to john and mm-hmm. really reject john right, as a right. sibling and now they're coming together now they have to come together and like she missed him for all these years because he could have saved her and blah, blah blah and now they're working together and now they sort of balance out each other out because she john like she said she's like you're the military man but i know her and mm-hmm. that was like bringing this sort of like almost like a kind of a female perspective to right. warfare and that yes like, you I- can look at all these all these these pieces Points on, on board a map, and yeah. figure out the strategic way to do it. That's your that's your lane. But my lane is I know this bitch and mm-hmm. I have been under her boot for mm-hmm. five years and like I know how her mind works. And I know how crafty she is, and it's like it's an interesting kind of thing that I think only it's it was almost like woman to woman. She knows right. how fucking ruthless Cersei is. Yeah, because sometimes women can only understand women and guys are like, well, I don't think it's that. And you're like, you don't know this bitch like I do, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Like, you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, oh no, I believe know. me. I know what she's thinking. And yeah. it's, it's that like women's intuition that John has not had in his life for right. his, this he's entire story. Dudes. Yeah. And the now he's getting that. And now, and, and, and also he's showing her, because all she's learned is like ruthless retaliation mm-hmm. and everything because she's had to because of the shit she's been through. And he's showing her justice. Showing her like, and, yeah, exactly. And you know what I liked about him? Because when she was talking, I was like, yeah, she's right. And then when he spoke, I was like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. he's actually right. But the, they were kind of both right in their own ways. But it was like, uh, but his, in that but case, his, his was, brings more people right. together. You right. know, it was really cool. Yeah, I um, thought it was great. The other thing that was like really interesting to me is that I was talking to someone who didn't really know the show very well, but watched the uh premiere and he was like oh so those two uh like each other oh about and I, yeah, yeah and i was like no and he was like well they're he was like look at how they're looking at each other like they're flirting they like each other what? and i was like no 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 like they're like siblings yeah. like that's like our half brother but then i was like it wouldn't be the first ancestors relationship on the show someone but else I, brought that up last night that they were kind of like but one of my friends was saying, she was like, I'm kind of like shipping them a little bit. Like, I think that they're like, I don't know. She kind of saw there was that a too. Little bit of, there I was don't a, see it. There but. was a little bit of, a, just because I had to watch it again. There was yeah. a little bit of like, uh, had I seen it from his perspective, I would have been like, oh, that's sexual tension. Really? Yeah. I didn't pick that up at all. I think because I just look at them as siblings because that's how they were raised right, together. Yeah. And also, I don't, I think Sansa's probably so far away from having any attraction yeah. to anyone. Yeah. She's like, Phew. she's like, I'm going to give just men a break so did for you a while. Read, did you read the article about her hair? No. So the girl who plays Sansa. In Sophie an, Turner. In, Sophie yeah. Turner in an interview uh, once very like passionately said like Sansa's hair is never on accident. It is very purposeful. It's very chosen. It's one oh, of the okay. most decided. So the hair director for Game of Thrones has won like apparently like insane amount of yeah. like accolades for his like Daenerys' whatever. hair alone has been just like dope as I hell. I mean like hello, I would yeah. love it. So so she has said that once maybe twice mm-hmm. uh that her hair is very very particular mm-hmm. and here she is saying like I know her, I know Cersei, uh I and he said it's almost like you adore her and everyone on the internet pulled up pictures of the hair she was wearing is Cersei's hair from the beginning seasons. Oh, Two really? braids back oh, and like and almost like up. such a loose wave it's okay. almost straight hair. 
And it's interesting because she if that did was like say an intentional, that. Uh, kind of easter egg in there that's pretty cool yeah it was it, it like i think the thing was like how did game of thrones obsessies not notice and i was like well uh because it's hair i don't yeah I was gonna you're say, an the obsessive last thing i noticed yeah. i am an obsessive and i didn't pick up on that but uh yeah i mean it's i, I think it'll be cool to see sansa sansa might reveal herself as someone who has learned a hell of a lot more from cersei than she not learning in the sense of like learning for survival what to expect from her but like well, she, it's like she might start acting like her, which she's oh, going to need yeah. that counterbalance of John, who has right. so many of Ned's qualities. If she even leans on him, got his if she leans removed. on him, which she probably will, yeah, because she's been missing him. But the thing is, is that it's almost she almost stands by what Cersei said with Jamie, like. Did you really think that I was there for 40 years and didn't yeah, learn anything? Like, I listened it's to almost, Father for 40 years and learned nothing. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like the same thing. Like, you really think that she was in the room and hasn't learned anything. But, like, sh- that was her fundamental time. Like, yeah. that's how she learned how to uh, integrate with other people and yeah. how to, like, deal with retaliation. Like you said, retaliation and things like that. So, like, it's going to be cool for her to be, like, this emotional, like, I know what to do because I saw it in action from, you know, the head bitch yeah. in charge. And he's going to be like, sit down. Yeah. Like, let's but, think about this and yeah. not be so He'll be like, ruthless I'll, to I'll everyone. I'll take parts of that, yeah. but sit down. But she did have a point in that uh, the qualities that Ned and Rob had that were so, you know, always doing the right thing and everything got is exactly killed. what got them killed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's fun. Um, yeah. I can't Enough wait for next about episode. That. Enough about that. I think we're I think we're wrapping up, right? Yeah, I think All we're right. done. Where can we find you, Ash? You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Ashley A S H L I underscore P. Uh, where can we find you, Sam? Uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Sarah York, and the show at. You can find us on Instagram at How to Adult podcast mm-hmm. um you can email us at how to adult one at gmail.com uh you can also find us on facebook share us with your friends tell everybody about us tune in to hear more of our insight about game of thrones we love you bye thanks everybody for tuning in if you like what you hear make sure to subscribe share us on facebook twitter whatever and tell all of your friends about us also sarah and i may be opinionated and awesome but just remember our thoughts actions opinions are not representative of our employers they're much better people than